What up, what up, what up? What's going on, everybody? I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. This is the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. And um, thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. I'm sorry I've been away for so long. I haven't recorded a pod since uh, March 1st when the Phillies actually got Bryce Harper. But so much has happened in sports, let alone uh, Philadelphia sports since then. And I've been away for far too long, and I'm just glad, glad, glad I finally have a chance to sit down and try to record something and put it out there for the world to hear. So uh, for all of you who have listened um, or are listening, I just want to thank you for tuning in and subscribing and supporting me and all of that. And if you haven't subscribed already, you can subscribe on iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm or the Anchor app, and uh, follow us on our social media pages as well. We're on Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, and Instagram. So, yeah, this is the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. And, yeah, without further ado, let's get down to business because we got a lot to talk about today. Um, The first thing, well, I'll just go through what's happened since the last time I've recorded. Since I've last recorded... NFL free agency started and there were some blockbuster deals, some blockbuster trades, some blockbuster announcements, and we'll get into everything that the um, Eagles have done, as well as uh, other news around the league. Uh, The Phillies, uh, they're still in spring training, but Bryce Harper hit two home runs in one day, and that was actually today, so I'm glad I'm recording this on today. The Sixers have won six straight wins. And we'll get into it. The biggest win coming last night against Boston uh, at home. And in the matter that they won, we're going to talk all about it. We're going to talk about um, these last, uh, well, this win streak, this six-game win streak. And we'll talk about the importance of the teams that they've beaten and what I see going forward. And I'm going to give Brett Brown some praise today. So we're going to talk all about it. And last, we'll talk about the Flyers. Well, not last, but we'll talk about the Flyers as well. We'll talk about they actually got a game going on right now, um, and we'll talk about their playoff uh, hopes and what I see going forward out of the Flyers. And last but not least, we will talk about March Madness because March Madness the tournament actually started today. Well, it started actually technically Tuesday with the the playing games, but the tournament I call it today the first day. Today is actually the 21st of March, and I say today is the first day because this is when the real games start to happen. So uh, we've had a day full of games. There's four games on right now, actually, and I'm actually watching uh, Michigan versus um, Montana. I'm watching them right now. Well, I'm flicking, you know, back and forth uh, through the station, but, you know, Villanova won, and they advanced to the second round, and Temple actually lost their playing game. So we'll talk all about that, but... I think most of all, I just want to say I'm just glad to be back, glad to be recording. I'm actually, I'm on my mic for the first time, so I'm not recording off of my uh, cell phone or off of my um, iPad. Um, I'm actually recording on the mic. I got the whole setup going on, and uh, it's been a long time coming, so I appreciate first my dad for, you know, hooking me up, man. He, He really believed in me as far as my podcast thing, so um, I appreciate him and I just appreciate all of you guys because um, I wouldn't have a mic 
I wouldn't even be recording on the mic if you guys didn't support the pod. Um, and if you guys didn't actually listen to what I had to say. So I appreciate all you guys. And if you can just tell a friend to tell a friend about the pod, you know, um, if you like Philly sports, if you like sports in general, uh, just, you know, give me a shot. Listen to what I got to say. I don't think you'll be disappointed. So listen, I'm going to take a short break because I got a lot to talk about today. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to hit the points, you know, as best as I can without (laughs) dragging on far too long, but it's a lot to talk about, so we're going to talk about it. We're going to get into it, and uh, I would love to hear your feedback once you guys hear the pod. So, you know, tweet me, hit me up on Facebook, uh, hit me up on Instagram, whatever. Um, send me an email, whatever you got to do. But it's a lot to talk about. I would love to hear some reaction from you guys. So we're going to take a short break, and I'll be right back in a moment. This is Dom Lewis with the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. What's going on, everybody? I'm back. This is Dom Lewis here with the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. And as I said earlier, you can follow us on all of our social medias. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and um, Instagram. And you can subscribe to the podcast on a numerous um, numerous different platforms. Excuse me. iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, um, Anchor, and a whole bunch of other ones. But listen, let's get down to the business. I was going to start out tonight. And I was going to talk about the Eagles because Eagles have made some splash moves in free agency. And I think they have definitely improved their team. But the talk of the town right now is your Philadelphia 76ers. So we're going to go there first. We're going to talk about them. So the Sixers, they've won six, six of the, uh, their last six games, which is major going into the playoffs. I think that um, we're finally... The Sixers are finally hitting their stride, and they've won some big games. Uh, three of the games have been against the top five teams in the East, um, Indiana, Milwaukee, and Boston. Last night, we won against Boston, which was a big win because, as you know, the Sixers haven't been able to beat Boston all year. So I'm glad that – I'm not going to say the monkey is off the Sixers' back, but the win was definitely a – much needed and an impressive win. So in this six-game stretch, the Sixers have beaten Indiana, which was they're good. They were at the time they were the third seed. So we beat Indiana. We beat them pretty handily um, at home. Beat Cleveland. That wasn't really an impressive win. They just kind of they kind of coasted in that game, but they won that game. Beat Sacramento, which was uh, they won that game at the end. Milwaukee was an impressive win. They kind of let that game wire to wire, which was a big deal. And Giannis had 52 points that day. So that was a pretty, pretty impressive win. Um, although Giannis had 52, though, Joel had 40 and 15. So we're not going to, we're not just going to say Giannis is that guy and, you know, not give our guy, Joel, some shine. JoJo's been playing like a monster as of late. So won that game in Milwaukee. Then we go to this week. So Tuesday, they play. Charlotte in Charlotte, and they actually that was a pretty close game, but they pulled it out at the end. Uh, James Ennis hit a big three at the end to put them up 115 to 111, and uh, they ended up winning the game 118 to 114. So, really, really impressive winning. And I think it all boiled down to yesterday and well, last night, I should say. And you know, 
I was I was downplaying it the whole day. My man Clint was texting me or texting, you know, the group shout out to Clint and Ryan, texting us and saying, you know, I just want to be boss, that's all I want. And I'm just not saying anything. I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't think, you know, I, I didn't know what to think yesterday. I didn't know. I, I, I felt like all day the Sixers would win. And then the game started and I was like, man, they really can't beat this team because at one point, Boston was up by 15 points. I mean, Kyrie was doing whatever he wanted in the first quarter. And then, uh, you know, Terry Rozier, who a lot of people think he's a good player, you know, and I'm I'm not the guy. I don't think he's that impressive. I think that he gets up, he plays well against the Sixers, which is cool. But I don't think he's done. He's nothing to sneeze at, in my opinion. Um, you know, he has said some comments. Some comments came out that he said uh, right before the game, actually. He, you know, he called you all be lame. And, you know, on his Twitter, he talked about Philly can't beat us and that kind of deal. And he had, a, you know, he was pretty impressive, you know, for a while. I mean, he had 20 points, I think, last night. And they were pretty much all in the first half. Uh, but the tie to, and, and at at the at halftime, the Sixers were actually down by 11. So it was pretty underwhelming last night at first. Um, main reason being that we didn't think the Sixers were going to win. Um, we kind of thought it was a lot. Well, a lot of people, I should say, thought it was the same old, same old. And I even tweeted from my account, like, everybody got to put you put the blame. Not just Brett Brown, but I'm talking about everybody. Because I feel like everybody was playing like crap. The only one who wasn't playing like crap was Joel Embiid. And then the third quarter comes. Um, Joel Embiid get, and, and Marcus Smart get into a little bit of a tussle. And then the next play comes. He kind of chicken wings him. Marcus Smart pushes Joel Embiid. And after he pushes him, melee breaks out. Joel Embiid tries to go after Marcus Smart. He got three, four people. Hold me back as... <laughs> Jalen Rose says, hold me back. Um, he got him, you know, people holding him back. You know, um, Mark Smart talking tough, all of this stuff. Referee goes and reviews it. They call flagrant two on Marcus Smart, call tech on Joel and B. Marcus Smart gets ejected from the game. You know, he's flagging off the fans, waving them as he's uh, leaving. And then that was when the tide turned. You know, I, I know. I'm not even saying I think. I know that's when the tide turned. I know that's when the game changed. Because after that, the Sixers rip off like six straight points. Joel Embiid just going to the hole, just being a man, just dominating down low, which is what we wanted from him. That's been the problem. Like, we've been wanting this Joel Embiid to dominate Boston that way for so long. And he finally was able to do it yesterday. If he wasn't making shots, he was getting through the free throw line. He missed his first free throw, and then he hit 20 straight. He had, I think he was 21 of 22 last night for free throws. He had 37 points, 22 rebounds, a 30-20 game again last night. Man, that dude, listen, he is impressive. He is a absolute monster. So third quarter, you know, winds down. I think the, the Celtics are actually leading by like five. Um, going to the fourth quarter, I think they actually got up as much as nine. And then that was it after that. I think the Sixers kind of put the clamps on. They actually played some really good defense in that fourth quarter. And Brett Brown made some, he made some really, really great adjustments last. Listen, I'm not one to, uh, I've been on Brett Brown's behind all year long. And last night was impressive what he was able to do in the fourth quarter. Um, he made some, he made adjustments. That's what we've been wanting from him. Just wanting him to make some adjustments, like adapt to what's going on in the game in the fourth quarter. Don't just go with the, the standard, you know, 
um, substitutions and whatever may have you. He didn't play Boban in the fourth quarter. He didn't play. I played Mike Scott for a couple of minutes. He played James Ennis for some minutes. He took JJ out sometimes when JJ was getting cold and JJ's legs were tired. Put Ennis in. Ennis played some defense last night. They played some good ball down the stretch. And then around that, I guess it was around that seven minute or six minute mark, that's when Jimmy Butler starts heating up. Jimmy's hitting some big shots down the stretch. He had 15 in the fourth quarter. 15 in the fourth quarter. He had two, two big threes in the fourth quarter. And then. I remember I was because I was in the gym last night when the game was on. So I'm watching it and then it ticks down two minutes. I'm like, oh boy. This is I was like, this is what we gotta see what Brett's made of. It's ticking down. I think the game is either I think we're down by either down or we're up by one or two, something like that. Anyway, Ben Simmons, he makes a timely uh well, first Jimmy made a jumper. Then Ben Simmons, the game's tied. Ben Simmons makes a uh, he digs a drive to the lane, gets an and one, and then hits the free throw, which is big because, you know, uh, Ben Simmons had some trouble with his free throws and, you know, jumpers and all of that. But listen, for all his work, Ben has been playing exceptionally well at the free throw line these last six or seven games. The thing shooting over 70% from the free throw line just in these last seven games. And that's not to be uh, taken lightly. I think that's that's some, that's really great. That's really great what he's doing. So I'm impressed. I'm impressed with that. And I'm impressed that although he he didn't have a big night last night, I think he only had 13 points. But those three points he had in under two minutes were big. He put the Sixers up 116 to 113. Then Joel makes the he makes a defensive play of the game. Perhaps the defensive play of the year for this team. Kyrie has the ball top of the key. Kyrie beats him on a step. You know, Kyrie got the fast first step. And that's what people don't understand. Like, my man, shout out to my man, Ralph. Shout out to my man, Earn. You know, 215 Sports. Listen to us on Sunday mornings from 10 to 11. Listen, my man, Ralph, doesn't seem to understand this. And I'm going to I'm gonna try to help him out. He thinks Ben Simmons is, like, playing soft. Thinks Ben Simmons is not playing defense against Kyrie. Kyrie can beat anybody off of that first step. I, I saw him do it numerous times last night. He took that first step. He beats Joel Embiid. Kyrie has the layup. Joel Embiid is smart enough to adapt to a mistake he made earlier in the game where Kyrie did the same exact thing and he fouled Kyrie when he got to the hole. He backed off of Kyrie. He was beaten. He dipped the shoulder low. He didn't touch Kyrie. He was able to recover. And because of his length, his size, and his speed, he was able to track the ball track Kyrie, track the ball, block him. They get the rebound. They get down to the other end of the court. Jimmy's in isolation, which is... Brett, listen, I, Brett, <laughs> I'm getting excited when I think about it. This is exactly what we want from you, Brett. Put the ball in Jimmy Butler's hands in the last five minutes of the game. The offense should be ran through Jimmy. Run it through Jimmy. Because Jimmy can actually handle the ball. Jimmy can, he can make plays in isolation, which is what this team needs. He can actually run sets. Because some Sixers, they do these, they do this thing where they they get on this thing where they catch and shoot a lot. And they don't run sets. And that's a problem. They don't slowly, they don't slow down. And they have to slow it down sometimes. And Jimmy is the perfect person for that. So thank you. 
Brett for doing that, for putting the ball in Jimmy's hands. Jimmy has the ball. He has it in isolation. Kyrie's on the one-on-one. Kyrie actually plucks the ball. Jimmy's able to recover. Almost goes out of bounds. He doesn't go out of bounds. He recovers the ball. The shot clock's going down. Um, and I think at this time it's under it's under ten it's under ten seconds left. The shot clock and the game clock I think were two or three seconds apart, and it's like ticking down tick 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 tick. tick. Jimmy Butler shoots the ball with about six or about under five seconds left on the clock. No, I'm sorry, under six seconds left on the clock. Shoots it, hits the jumper, like just hits his off balance jumper. Able to set his feet though, hits the jumper. 4.7 seconds left. He ices the game. 118 to 113 at the time. Then um, Jason Tatum hits like a meaningless shot at the end. 118, 115. That was a push because uh, the, the, the uh, spread was three. So uh, all the betters out there, that was a push. So, um, <laughs> you know, if you if you bet, uh, I, I, I don't, I don't want to get into the betting thing because I'm not a betting guy. But I know it was a push last night. So I know that that shot did count. And it, and it, it was a, kind of a bad, um, Scott Van Pelt calls it a bad beat or bad break or bad beat. That's what he calls it, bad beat. So it was a bad beat last night. Um, however, Big win for the Sixers. Jimmy iced that game last night, 118 to 113. And the look on his face after like he hit the shot, he just kind of like paused. He just sat there. It was like, he just like kind of gazed. But he gazed like, I'm the man. I ice this game. And that's what you need. You, like, I, didn't, I didn't understand people, fans, or so called fans of the Sixers and of Philly sports or whatever. That wanted to that want to get rid of and, and, and people who still do want to get rid of Jimmy Butler. I don't understand that. Like, okay, you, you, you think Jimmy's not being aggressive enough? Okay, he's not aggressive enough sometimes. Um, and you heard him in his interview last night. He said, "I just I just asked Joel to get me to the fourth quarter, and if he got me there, I would pr- I promise to hit some shots in that fourth quarter. That would like you know I, I would do my job. Jimmy has been this player the whole time though." That's what people fail to realize. Like, Jimmy has always been this guy. He's always been that that killer. And this team needs that. This team needs a person who can he can create his own shot. He can actually get a bucket when you need it. Like yeah, they call him Jimmy Buckets, but yo, he's Jimmy Buckets. He really is. He really will get you a shot when he needs to. And like, I don't understand the people that wanted to trade him because he had a bad stretch or whatever. Like. Do you not understand who Jimmy Butler is and who he can be to this team? You want him to be the aggressor and you want him to be the guy he was when he was in Minnesota. And he's not playing with those guys, though. He doesn't have to be the number one guy here. Joel Embiid's the number one guy. But he should be the, you know, listen, shout out to my man, Earn, because Earn sometimes knows what he's talking about. He said, yo, Ben Simmons got to be the fourth option on this team as far as offense. And he's right. Is fourth, fifth option, whatever. He's right. Jimmy Butler needs to be number two. Tobias Harris needs to be number three. And then, you know, Ben Simmons needs to be a four or five. Interchangeable with JJ Wright, whatever. Listen, Jimmy Butler is the guy who can get you. He can actually run your offense. He can run half-court offense. Ben can't do that for some reason. And that's okay. Like, I say it's okay because 
of the pieces you have on this team. Now, I think Ben is going to have to eventually, he's going to have to have to do that eventually. He's going to have to come into his own and do that for this team and do that for whatever team plays for in the future, whatever. If he, if he leaves here, unfortunately, he's going to do that somewhere else too. And he's so talented. Listen, I think Ben Simmons is immensely talented. I think when he's on his game, he can't be stopped. I really do think that. I'm not one of the guys. I'm not like my man Terrell Willis. And I, yeah, I'm calling you out, bro. I'm calling you out. Because what you say is despicable. He said he said that Ben Simmons is Eric Snow 2.0. And I've had enough of his foolishness. I've had enough of it. I've had enough. He's nothing like Eric. Listen, you can't. How dare you disrespect Ben Simmons in that way? I think Ben Simmons is immensely talented. And yes, there are a lot of things he does that are questionable. Well, not a lot of things, but there are things that he does that are questionable and there are mistakes that he he makes. Yes, I get that. I'm not absolving him of any blame or anything. What I do know is that this is his second year in the NBA. What I do know is that although he doesn't shoot jumpers, he is working on a jump shot. And I really think he's going to come back one next year. I really do. Because I think he's just tired of hearing it. What I do know is that he does want to win. What I do know is that he's improved on defense this year. As far as perimeter defense and defense as a whole. What I do know is that he is really developing into a point guard. Like, whether you want to believe it or not, he is not a typical point guard, but he is developing into a point guard. I see the things that he does on the floor. He actually, he, he, listen, Ben is really, he is a leader on this team, whether you like it or not. If you ever listen to some of his mic'd ups, he is impressive on that floor. Like he knows what he's talking about. Yes, he does have a lot of developing to do. He is not at a Chris Paul level. He's not, he's never going to be a Kemba Walker type point guard or Damian Lillard type point. He's never going to be that. Those guys can shoot. They got range. All of that. But Ben, so Ben is a, he is a, he is a, he is a point forward technically, but he can play point guard and you just need him to develop a little bit more. You do, you do need more out of him, but listen, you have to appreciate what you do have in him. And I appreciate that. I do. So, for people like Terrell Willis who want to disrespect Ben Simmons, call him Eric Snow 2.0, and Ben needs to do this. Ben, listen, he's never going to be the point guard who shoots threes. He's never going to be that. He's never going to be your volume scorer point guard. He's just not going to be that. He is a distributor. That's what he wants to do with the ball. That's his natural gift. Distribute the basketball. And get down low and dominate. That's what Ben Simmons does. You have to grow to learn and accept that from him. That's who he is. Stop trying to make him into something that he's not. Yes, he can develop his game and he will develop his game. Understand who he is though understand his pros like you keep looking at the cons you need to understand the pros of Ben Simmons and how this team around him is built now and how far they can actually go because they can go far I really do think that they can go to Eastern Conference Finals now and possibly the finals 
the way things are shaking out. We'll see though. We will see. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but I just want to say I'm 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 very happy for this team right now. They have played well. You know, well, you know, not in all cases, but they played well. You know, the starting lineup is starting to come into their own. Learn how to play with each other. This team is developing and growing and, and getting hot at the right time. And Brett is, is is coming into his own. He can't uh, listen, if he's not coming into his own, he came into his own last night. Brett made some killer, killer adjustments last night. And I that's all I've ever wanted from Brett Brown. I just want you to coach this team like you do have talent, because you have it now. And I want you to understand, like, listen, if you lose because another team is better than you, then you just lose. And there's some nights you're just going to lose because another team wants it more. But it's all about playoffs. If you just lose in the playoffs because another team is better than you, I can dig that. But what people don't want is the coaching mistakes. And the lack of adjustments, and the fact that you could, you can, you can adjust. You showed it last night. You adjusted, and you outcoached Brad Stevens, who had your number. You outcoached him that entire second half, definitely in that fourth quarter. And if that's the Brett Brown I'm going to get in the playoffs, I'll take that Brett Brown. I never was a person who didn't believe he couldn't coach. I just always believed that. He just didn't adjust. But last night, he proved me. He proved me. He, listen, did something great last night. And I just want them to keep up the good work. So, very, very, um, I'm I'm up on the six. I'm optimistic on the sixes right now. Uh, they got a few games coming up. They got Atlanta. Then they got uh, the next two games. They got Atlanta. Then they got uh, Atlanta, Orlando. Then they have the Nets. That's going to be a good game, though. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is playing on a, another planet right now, so we'll see how that game goes. But very, very optimistic on the Sixers, and I think the playoffs, um, yeah, it's going to be tough, of course, but I think that uh, they'd be, right now, if they played today, they would be playing um, Detroit, and they got, they're going to blow Detroit. They're, <laughs> that's going to be a sweep. <laughs> that's going to be a sweep. Like, with this with this Sixers team now, because the Sixers team that played them before, they didn't even have Jimmy Butler. No, they, I think they had Jimmy Butler for the first game or the last game. Whatever. They didn't even they didn't have this team though. They didn't have Tobias Harris and they didn't have uh Jimmy and they didn't have Bobby and they didn't have James Ennis and they didn't they didn't have Mike Scott and all those guys. So um yeah I really am looking forward to this team in the playoffs. They just gotta keep up the momentum. Um don't lose your fire now because um, you have pretty much sealed up the third seed. Um, continue to push. Don't lose that fire. But, you know, Brett, I know he's going to probably start scaling back, you know, their playtime, um, especially with these next two games, because, um, you know, these should be walks. I mean, they're going to beat, they're going to beat Atlanta. They're going to beat Orlando. And in the Brooklyn game, that's a, that's going to be a little bit of a tough game because that that team is that team is pushing right now. Deandre Russell is playing some serious ball, um, but I'm not letting a person named Dinwiddie beat me. And that's I, I'm sorry. I know the guy's talented, 
Kalen Spencer Dinwiddie beat you. And I, I, I just don't think that the Nets are able to compete with the Sixers, not on this level. So, I mean, I know they play hard and all that stuff, but and their coach got them playing extremely well. They're not more talented than the Sixers. I know that for a fact. So, um, you guys should be up on your Sixers, though. I mean, you should be proud what they're doing right now because they're getting hot at the right time. I mean, playoffs is, what, three weeks away? So, um, after think about it. After the tournament, the playoffs start. Tournament's for three weeks. So, um, get excited. Get excited about you. I am. I'm sure enough excited. In the words of Tom McGinnis, get excited because I'm excited. I'm excited for this team. I'm excited for the possibilities. And I, I thought that they could make the East Conference Finals prior to this six-game win streak. I just I knew they had the talent there. It's just a matter of them gelling before the, the actual playoffs start. And I think they're coming into that stride at the right time. So kudos to the Sixers. Kudos to Brett Brown. Kudos to Joel Embiid, who was so last night in this interview, post-game interview. I'm the best defensive player in the league, and I'm the most unstoppable player in the league. I, lo- I love that. I love that. Because he said it like he he knew it, like he believed it. Like he wasn't just saying it to talk that talk. Listen he said it like, yo, I know that I'm the most unstoppable player in the league. I know that I'm the best defensive player in the league. I know this. He didn't say it cocky. He wasn't cocky about it. He was like, yo, this is who I am. When you are who you are, say who you are. And a lot of, you know, some, there's a time to be humble. I'm all for humility. That's me. But there is a time to be confident, step into who you are. And that's who he is. If he feels that that's, I mean, listen, and I heard, heard some debates today. I heard some debates saying, like, you know, he's not the most stable player. Like Paul Pierce said, he said he's not the most stable. He said James, James Harden is. James Harden might be the best. And I heard this take too. James Harden might be the best offensive player in the league as far as creating points and all that stuff. But you want to talk about unstoppable offense, defense? Yo. I think Joel Embiid is if you want to if you really want to be honest because you think about it Giannis Giannis is unstoppable yes on the offensive end I don't I don't hear too much about him on the defensive end as a defender as a defensive presence as a defensive anchor I don't hear a lot about him on that with Joel Embiid he's been in the running for defensive player here he should be in the running for MVP honestly but, you know, MVP is a popularity race and they care about the points you score and all of that. So I I, I hear that. I hear that. I hear that. But Joel Embiid, listen, him missing nine games and the way his team played when he missed, or I'm sorry, eight games. And him missing the, uh, the last eight games before they went on this win streak. Well, not even before they went on this win streak. Him missing those eight games after the All-Star break showed me that he was the MVP. Like, this team can't win without him. And I know Giannis is the same way out in out in Milwaukee. I get it. I'm just, maybe I'm just partial to my guy. Maybe I am. But the case can be made. The case can be made that, you know, Joel Embiid versus Giannis Antetokounmpo. The case can be made. And I you know, Giannis is more popular than Joel Embiid, probably. But I look at the overall impact of the game, and listen, 
I think that Joel Embiid should be in the running for that MVP, man. He is really, really dominant player. When he's on, he's on. So, I've been on the Sixers long enough, man. I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited for this team. I'm proud of this team, and um, I feel good about them going in. You know, to play off this final stretch of the year, I feel good about them. So. I am definitely um, excited for what's going to happen. And, yeah, we're going to see. We're going to see. Um, I'm going to take a short break because I've been, oh, my God. This was a 27-minute segment. I cannot believe that I was talking about the Sixers for 27 minutes. Sheesh. Um, take a short break. I'll be back to talk about some Eagles free agency. And uh, we'll talk about, you know, Phillies and Flyers and March Madness. We'll talk about that, too. So, take a short break. I'll be back in a moment. This is Don Lewis with the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Don Lewis. Um, thank you guys for tuning in. So transitioning off the Sixers, let's get into some Eagles. Let's get into some NFL free agency. Um, so I guess the, the top story of NFL free agency or this period of time would be the trade of Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cleveland Browns. And <laughs> I say it with so much glee because the Giants are idiots. I don't know this guy, Dave Gettleman, from a can of paint. Whatever. I don't know the guy. I mean, I've heard of him. I don't know his tactics. But for this guy to, to first of all, give Odell Beckham all this, Odell Beckham Jr., all of this money, $95 million, come out twice before this period of time started and say, we did not pay Odell Beckham Jr. to trade him. And then you trade him? Wait, not only... Okay, not only do you trade him, right? But you... Keep Eli. Who's taking up... A significant part of your cap. I can't remember the exact number. Percentage or whatever. But you keep Eli... And you trade Odell Beckham Jr. You trade away Olivier Vernon. You trade away... Um, we let Landon Collins walk. And that's another story. I'll get into Landon Collins in a second. But... You guys are some type of... And wait, wait. You guys are special. And on top of that, you think the answer is to sign Golden Tate and give him $23 million guaranteed dollars? He's going to replace all the way. He got two slot guys. Oh. Thank you, Giants, for being idiots. Redskins, they're not too far off the path either. I mean, they gave Landon Collins $84 million. Six years, $84 million, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think this is numbers. Sign Eric Flowers, who's a turnstile. Um, oh, they got Agent Peterson for him here. That's cool. But they don't have a... Let me calm down. 
Case Keenum and Colt McCoy are going to duke it out for to be the number one QB in Washington. Cool. Dallas, eh. Their big acquisition this uh, offseason or this period of time has been Randall Cobb and Jason Witten coming out of retirement. I'm not worried because Jason Witten's old, so is Randall Cobb. And on top of that, they got expiring contracts coming. They got to pay people. They got to pay Zeke. They got to pay Dak. They got to pay Cooper. They got to pay... And Cooper's a good player. You know, I have nothing against Cooper. I have nothing against... I don't have anything against Zach. I mean, Zeke or Dak, actually. I just hate the team. I just hate everything outside of the Dallas Cowboys. So, just pardon me. Um, I mean... They'll be, you know, they'll make a push for. They'll they'll be a wild card next season, but I think they the clear cut favorite to win the division is the Philadelphia Eagles. And let's get into what the Eagles have done. Um, Eagles traded for D Jack, so D Jack is back in Philly. Shout out to that. I mean, I know he's thirty two. Dude, <laughs> shout out to my man, Earn. <laughs> the Sean Jackson is a cheater. On our show, 215 Sports, shout out to that. Listen to us on Sunday mornings. We said, Deshaun Jackson is the fastest human being on earth. <laughs> I laughed because Ern was so serious when he said this. I said, Ern, is he faster than Tyreek Hill? Yes, he's faster than Tyreek Hill. Because Tyreek Hill got a lot of legal problems, so yes, he's faster than Tyreek Hill. <laughs> In all seriousness, I'm glad to have Deshaun Jackson back. I am glad because, you know, I know the cliche takes the top off the defense, but it's true. Eagles struggled. Eagles struggled with throwing the ball downfield. Alshon Jeffrey is a nice kind of possession, middle of the field or middle of the yeah middle of the field type receiver. Um, I think that you know a lot of people was, were skeptical of keeping um, Nelson Aguilar because of the cap number nine million dollars. I like Nelson. I like Aguilar. I like what he brings to the team and I like that he can actually because he know he's not he may not be fast fast but he's quick and he he can make explosive plays so I, I like keeping him um and then you got D who can just run past you like he will burn you at 32 he will burn you he will burn a 23 year old at 32 years old um there's no other way to put it he'll burn you it's just a matter of, and and Carson's all listen no one's ever questioned the strength of Carson's arm. People question accuracy, but you cannot question the strength of his arm. Like, he can throw the ball downfield. And his, I love his first tweet he put out. How about I just stand here and I just throw it as far as you can, you go get it. Like, <laughs> I love that. Because it's like, yo, we can really make, we can do some things in this offense now. I mean... You got D. Jacks back. He's got, you know, got her a year as his belt. That girl's coming off of his record-setting season. He won't have to do as much next year, though. He won't have to be a security blanket. We'll have too many options. I mean, now, granted, we don't have a running back yet. But the Eagles have done a great job of, of bolstering up the offensive line, extended Jason Kelsey, put um, Jason, Jason Peters on a one-year deal, 
Brent Brooks still on the contract, so that's cool. Say Milo got an extension. Um, who else am I missing? Lane Johnson restructured his contract. So we bolstered our offensive line, which is great. And I think we're set to win. We're built to win now. We're going to just probably draft a running back. Howie's playing the long game, though, which is what I appreciate. Because I look at, oh, and I, I don't want to ignore the other ones. He, he signed Malik Jackson as well, which is uh, he can help our defensive Well, He's going to start on our defensive line. Um, so Malik Jackson, he plays he, he plays pass rush very well. He doesn't play the run as well, but he plays the pass rush very well. He's a, definitely an asset to have next to Fletcher Cox. Michael Bennett walked, which is, or Michael Bennett got traded, which is what I, I didn't like. But I understand the move. I get a compensatory pick back, and, and he didn't want to pay him because he, he extended Brandon Grant. So I get it. You got um, you got Bennett coming off a of surgery. Uh, not not a Michael Bennett, but uh, you got uh, I forget the young guy's name. My goodness. Oh, sorry, Barnett, Derek Barnett. You got him coming off a of surgery. Um, however. They signed Vinny Curry today, which helps with our uh, defensive line, defensive end depth, which is great. Chris Long's still up in the air. He doesn't know what he wants to do yet, which I understand. Um, they did get a small linebacker help as well. They signed LJ Fort. And they're and they're, they're signing affordable deals, which is good. They signed Darby back. And all these guys are basically like on one-year deals. So, because they're trying to win now. Uh, LJ Fort can help with special teams as, as well. And he played, a very, he played very well this um, season for the Steelers, so um, that that definitely is a helpful signing. Uh, like I said, they got Darby back on a one year deal, um, four point five million dollars, and then oh, he could make up to eight point five million with incentives and stuff like that. Uh, they got Ryan McLeod back on a one year deal. They signed uh, Sandejo, uh, safety from the uh, Vikings, on a one year deal, so that helps with our safety depth. Um, and there's no more Court Graham, so that's cool. I, I, I like uh, Sandejo. I like how physical he was. Um, now, I've heard some people that didn't like him. They don't think he's good, whatever, whatever. He, who said he had to start from us? He's not starting for us. But he does provide some depth, which is good. It's, it's great. You know, I like, I'm a fan of Maddox. I'm a fan of LeBlanc. I'm a fan of those guys. The guys ended the season. As far as I'm concerned, one of those guys can start over Jalen Mills. Because he's the guy I got a question about. Like, he is the guy that I question. I'm not questioning Russell Douglas anymore. I'm not questioning Maddox. I'm not questioning LeBlanc anymore. I mean, I got some questions about Sidney Jones, but I am questioning Jalen Mills. That's who I'm questioning. I don't want to hear, and he's been very vocal this offseason. I don't want to hear no talk out of him. I just don't want to hear it. You got to come back and you got to play next year because you played crappy this past year. Whatever. I'm not even, I'm sorry even that. We're talking about free agency. So, I think how he made some strong moves. I think that we're the favorites to win the division because he made some very strong moves. He bolstered, he bolstered the, you know, the lines, the offensive, defensive line, and, you know, provided some wide receiver help, which is great. Howie is not a guy who, who will spend money on a, a running back, which is what we understand already. We know that already. Um, however, I think that they will draft. They like the guy from Alabama, Jacobs, I think that's his name. They like that guy. He ran like he didn't run a great 40, but they like that guy. Playmaker, which is cool. And there's still some running backs out there in free agency. They could trade for Duke Johnson Jr. They could uh get uh Crowell, Isaiah Crowell, 
because he actually um, uh, was released by the Jets because the Jets got Le'Veon Bell. And he got his guaranteed money, got his four-year deal, he got his guaranteed money. So shout out to him. You know, his plan worked. Um, people saying that, you know, his plan didn't work. And then, but I'm, you know, because he didn't take the 15 million guarantee last year, but that was on one year deal. So he got his guaranteed money overall. And, you know, the just, there ain't going to be nothing to sneeze at. I think they'll be all right, you know. Um, but the Eagles, I think they're in good contention to um, win the division, definitely. I mean, I, I, I'm not really a fan of Colin Coward because I think that he hates Philadelphia. So I can't listen to people that just bat, like who don't have an objective look at things. That's why I don't like Skip Bayless. But like, uh, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, he went through his division winners uh, a couple days ago. He said the Eagles is going to win the division. He said 12 and four, though. I was like, woof. I mean, granted, our schedule is a little easier this year. It'll be easier because we didn't, we don't have a first place schedule like we did last year. But I mean, twelve and four. You're talking about top of the conference. So, um, but I think we definitely will win the division. I think we definitely um, can get back the powerhouse status. To be honest with you, and I think is it, it really relies on two things. It really relies on one thing. Carson Wentz, and I'm not a guy who doubts Carson Wentz. I actually believe in the guy, um, but I think people have doubted him because of his injury, and because we have the safety blanket of Nick Foles, who is no longer here. He's in Jacksonville now, and shout out to him for getting his 50 million guaranteed dollars for your deal. You can make up to I think 100 million if I'm not mistaken, but um, you know I respect that. And I thank Nick Foles for all that he did. Um, but, um, you know, the era is over. And Carson Wentz is the guy. And we had to save the book of Nick Foles for so long. Hey, at some point, you got to just let the, you got to let him, you got to let your guy go, man. You got to, you got to, you got to let Carson fly. And that's what it comes down to. I think that, you know, he got. He has to be smart himself, and he has to stay healthy, and he has to, you know, allow himself to make it through a full season. He's made it through a full season before, so it's not impossible. It's just a matter of him actually doing what he needs to do and um, protecting himself. And I think that he'll be fine. I really do. I think that he'll be fine. I'm skeptical because you know of these last two seasons, but. I think that Carson will be fine. Um, he doesn't have the pressure of Nick Foles on him any longer. And yeah, there's going to be some pushback and some bite back because people are going to want the best out of you immediately. And I know Carson goes out there and gives it his all. Um, but people are going to want his best immediately. They're going to want what he was in 2017. They're going to want that. They're going to want because Nick Foles was able to deliver a championship when he stepped in for Carson Wentz. So, and not that he wanted in spite of Carson Wentz, he just wanted because Carson Wentz was hurt. But, you know, you know the whole deal. I, I just, I don't want to defend Carson on this pod because I'm tired of defending him. Like, the guy is a great player. And yes, he's been, he had a freak injury last year with his back. 
And he was coming back from an ACL, and he had a lot going on last year. I think the air is clear for him now to actually just play football. That's all he wants to do, really. He just wants to play football. And people call him, you know, injury prone. And I got somebody on Twitter, I mean, on Facebook right now, just called him Mr. Glass. Like, you know, one of the cowboy weasels. I don't know. He's not a weasel himself. I, I love I love Zeke. That's my guy. But like <laughs> he called him a cow. Like he called him Mr. Glass. So I, I got defensive. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I I'm gonna tell him like yo I got defensive because that's my guy. Don't disrespect my guy. Um, he no longer has the pressure of Nick Foles and just coming off a of Super Bowl and all that stuff anymore. He can actually just play. And I look forward to him being able to just play again. You know what I mean? Like, I just look forward to Carson just being able to just let it fly. Like, remove the pressure of so many expectations. Just play ball. That's what we want at the end of the day. I'm just so sick of... I'm Listen, you wouldn't even believe... The Nick Foles Carson Wentz debate is still going on, and Nick Foles is not even in town anymore. He's in Jacksonville now. He got a whole other team, and it's still going on. Now. I think it's so ridiculous. People are just ridiculous at this point. They let it go already. Carson is your guy. Nick Foles did what he could do here, and God bless him. He won. He got his money. He's a starter. He's in sunny Jacksonville. He's blessed, man. Blessed beyond measure. So thank you, Nick, for all that you did. God bless you. But I'm so ready for Carson just to play ball. I really am. And I, when I sit here and talk about it right now, I like sit here and I'm like, yo, I miss them. I miss them. I miss all of them. I miss the entire team. And I'm I'm no I'm sucked into the Sixers right now, and the Phillies are about to start. The Flyers are really making this playoff push, and March Madness is on. I'm actually watching a game right now, and it's just like I've missed the Eagles, though. I've missed my team. I miss my squad. I do. I miss the Birds. I do. And I'm I'm so looking forward to what they have. They haven't even drafted yet. I'm looking forward to what they do this year. Just thankful. I listen. I'm just ready. I'm ready. I'm thankful for having Carson because we could be a team that could be playing Russian roulette with a quarterback. Like we could be the Giants, or they're paying a 38 year old quarterback who can't move. We could be the Redskins, where we got two backups fighting for a starting job in the league. Neither one of them is good to start. Good enough to start. Or Case Keenan, maybe, because he started last year. But, like, I'm saying, two backups, career backups are fighting for a starting spot in Washington. They don't have a quarterback. Their quarterback, and it's so heartbreaking for Alex Smith, man. Like, that dude's, he's probably not going to play this year because of that leg. It's unfair, man. But, hey, whatever. It is what it is, man. And And I just... I pray for the guy because that that sucks. That sucks. Um, but anyway, um, we could be in some. We could be. 
we could be in so much of a bad position. We actually have a guy here, and people want to argue about the guy that's here. Like, he's not good. That's the thing that's crazy to me. Like, like he's some type of bad player. Can't have nice things, man. It's crazy to me. Like, sometimes it bothers me, the kind of mentality that a Philadelphia fan has. Like, they don't allow... It's not even a Philadelphia fan, but it's like the vocal minority. Like, the kind of... The kind of mentality that they have, like, it's to the point where it's like, you can't have nice things. All you want to do is complain about it. Like, you would have thought the Super Bowl would have changed the city in the way they think about things. But you know what? It's not that it hasn't changed the city. It's just that the the voices of the minority has gotten louder and louder and louder. This is my problem with sports radio. Like, and... I'm not even trying to get on my soapbox about that right now. But this is the reason I feel the way I feel about sports radio. Like, everyone may have an opinion. Cool. That don't mean it should be said. Like, and some of the opinions are just stupid. Stuff that I hear. Like, we should not even be debating about Carson Wentz versus Nick Foles now. There's no debate anymore. The Eagles let Carson, I mean, they let Nick Foles walk. Let him become a free agent. They got the compensatory. They'll probably get the compensatory pick back next year for him. Because he signed the deal. Like, they didn't try to sign. They didn't franchise him and trade him. None of that. They, they, in good faith, let him walk. And it's not really in good faith because they got the compensatory pick back. But I'm just saying, like, people still want to argue about stuff like that. Or people want to argue about trading Jimmy Butler and People want to argue about, um, and I know it hasn't really been said yet, but people are going to eventually argue about the contract that Bryce Harper has. People are going to argue about, um, and people have been arguing about it forever. I've ripped the C off for G. Like, it's the stupidest stuff I've ever heard. The Brett Brown stuff is not, like, the fire Brett Brown stuff is not stupid because it's like, um, I think that, you know, it's kind of half and half. Like, you got to say up Brett Brown's case right now, but. You know, I think that um, that's not stupid. But the other stuff that I hear is stupid. It's idiotic, and it makes us. It makes me feel like we, as a city, shouldn't have nice things because we can't have nice things because people want to just argue about stupid stuff all of the time. And it just, I just, it bothers me. It bothers me. Like, yo, Carson Wentz is a good player. He's a really good player. Injuries happened to him last year. Life happened to him last year. Think of the roller coaster ride he has been on for the last, um, whatever. He's been on the roller coaster ride for the last, what, 18 months, maybe? What? His leg, his, he tore his ACL in December. Uh, December 2017, right? It's, what, it's March 2019. So that's, so, 15 months. Look at the ride he has been on. The roller coaster ride he's been on for 15 months. He tore his ACL. He saw his team win the Super Bowl. He's rehabbing to try to come back. He comes back. He doesn't start seeing him, but he eventually comes back. He breaks his back. He plays through it. He eventually gets benched. Nick Foles goes on another run. They lose because of a drop from Alshon Jeffrey. And that they don't do they, if they don't drop if he doesn't drop that ball, they probably go back to the Super Bowl. Like 
all while still trying to rehab his leg, trying to come back from his leg, and then come back from his back. He's been on a serious roller coaster ride. People have been calling him selfish, putting out reports on him. And I know he hears the crap that he that's on sports sports radio. I know he hears it. Foolishness. Outright ridiculous, man. I'm just I'm so tired of it. Like, I'm tired of it. Sit back, shut up, let's have nice things. Appreciate what we have. So yes, I'm excited. I, I'm supposed to be talking about free agency, and I'm up here talking about I'm oh, defending Carson Wentz. Ridiculous. So I like the moves the Eagles have made. In other NFL news, Antonio Brown goes to the Raiders. I said Le'Veon Bell went to the Jets. Nick Foles went to Jacksonville. Golden Tate went to the Giants, like I said. Um, D Ford. D Ford went to. Um, yeah, D Ford went to San Francisco. D Ford went to San Francisco, the guy from uh, KC. And um, Justin Houston. Went to the Colts. If I'm not, he went to the Colts today. Actually, like I said he's got Benny Curry back. I'm going off the top of my head with all this because I've been I've been so consumed with the news, um, with this free agency news. I had Adam Schefter's tweets. I had him on, you know, I had him on alert because every time he tweeted something, I still do. Every time he tweeted something, I just want to know what he said. Uh, you know, as far as free agency was concerned. Um, but over those are probably the big moves ever made. Um. The, the, the Browns are kind of stacked now. I mean, they... Oh, Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas went to uh, Baltimore. So, he got the deal from Baltimore. No no Earl Thomas to Dallas Cowboys. So, that that's that's all good for me. Uh, they possibly might get Eric Berry, but we'll see. Um, but, like I said, great. Um, overall, it's been a great free agency period. Um, it was live. It was just absolutely live when it happened. I mean, the Browns, like I said, the Browns look stacked. I mean, they got Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., you know, Young Baker Mayfield. I'm probably going to go with Nick Chubb as their starter. Still got Duke Johnson Jr. They got Kareem Hunt out there now. He's suspended for eight games, but they got Kareem Hunt out there. They got that defense still. They're going to be nice. They really are going to be nice. Their defense was good last year, so they're going to be nice. Um, but we'll see. We'll, we will see as far as where they go in their division or whatever. But I, like I said, I think the Eagles, they're going to do extremely well this year. I think that they don't have the pressure. They don't have the turmoil. And I, you know what? Even if they did, Doug is such a good leader of men where he can pull it all in. And he did it last year. He shut me up. As much as I was, like, I, I was as mad as Doug. I was as mad at Doug as I was at Nick, uh, Brett Brown. But he shut me up. He pulled the team together. And I love Doug, man. I to me, it's it's nothing that Doug can do wrong to me. Now, like, I mean, not saying he can't do anything wrong, but it's just I'm just saying, like, he's proven his worth as a coach to me. Like, he is a serious leader of men. I love Doug Peterson. I really do. Genuine great guy. Just a smart dude and a leader of men. And I'm ex- and that just makes me more excited for this team where they're going. I don't know about the offensive coordinator, but I do know that um, Swartz is probably having fun on the defensive end. He's probably gonna have some fun this year. You know, he got some guys that can play. Um, Mike Grow, we'll see what he does. Uh, you know, I'm not a fan of him. I'm not still not a fan of him, but 
I love Doug. I love Doug. I love I I trust Doug's. If I got so I'm gonna trust Grow. It uh, sports may make me mad, but I do like Doug and I trust Doug. So I trust Doug enough where Doug will make the right decision. So Eagles. Oh my God. Another 27 minute segment. My goodness. I told you I had a lot to talk about today. Like I miss you guys. Excuse me. I miss you guys. I miss recording. Um, I never have the time to record. So I'm, I'm thankful that I just had the time to just record tonight. So I'm apologizing if my segments are too long. I hope you guys are listening. I hope you guys are listening. At, um, I listen to my podcast at 1.5 speed. So um, I don't listen to them in exact speed, like one speed. I listen to one and a half speed or whatever. Yeah, one and a half. One and a half, sorry. Um, just so I can listen to them faster. But yeah, um, that's all I have in the Eagles in NFL free agency. Um, I'm going to try to not... <laughs> record my next segment so long. This is probably my last segment coming up, but um, Eagle Sixers, we'll talk about the Phillies and the Flyers and March Madness uh, in the next segment, okay? So, um, take a little short break. I'll be back in a moment. This is Dom Lewis here with the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm your host, Dom Lewis. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, follow us on social media at 444 Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And you can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, and a bunch of other platforms. Um, You can look on Anchor, actually. Anchor.fm to see all the other distributions that we're on. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for subscribing. If you haven't already, tell a friend to tell a friend. Um, to follow us, subscribe to us, like us, give us any kind of feedback you guys want. Uh, we appreciate it. You know, positive, negative feedback is still feedback and we appreciate it. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for supporting me. Um, I really do appreciate it. So uh, I talked about the Eagles. I talked about the Sixers. Well, I talked about the Sixers, the Eagles. Um, and now let's just get into a little bit of our, or our remaining sports in Philly. Uh, the Phillies first. The Phillies. Um not too much is going on in the front since we've signed Bryce Harper. Um, I guess the noise that was made today, actually. Bryce Harper hit two home runs in his spring training game. Yes, and yeah, he, he mashed one out of the park. Absolutely mad. That was the second one he did. He mashed it out and over the gate. Absolutely mashed it. So, um, I'm glad to see him uh, come into a stride a little bit right before the season starts, which is great. Um, season will start till I think it starts next week actually. So, um, you know, I know the town will be buzzing, you know, for opening. It just doesn't seem like it though, because it's it's still cold outside. So, doesn't even seem like opening day is here. But you know, opening day is next Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. You know, it's kind of crazy that it's already here. So, I mean, I don't have much to really report as far as spring training is concerned, because I'm just waiting for them to come home. I went for them to come home and play. I mean, it was good news that Bryce Harper hit his home runs. Um, the the biggest news coming out of baseball is is actually was two days ago. Mike Trout signed an extension from the um, Angels. Get this, y'all. 12 years, $430 million. Highest paid player ever. Get that bread, Mike Trout. I said I tweeted something the other day, and I stand by it. 
I'm glad that Mike Trout signed an extension. One, I'm, I'm, listen, I'm a fan of anyone getting money. So get that money, Mike Trout. But I'm, I'm happy that he signed it because we can finally put to rest all the rumors that Mike Trout is coming to Philly. Mike Trout wants to play in Philadelphia. Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout, Mike Trout. Listen, the Phillies signed Bryce Harper, and people were still talking about, oh, we're going to get Trout. You know, early on, I had said it. I said it. I said, Mike Trout's not even making it to free agency. I said it, like, over the summer, I think. I'm like, Mike Trout's not even going to make it to free agency. Andrews will be stupid to let him go to free agency. And you see, they're not stupid. Like, they were proactive. They gave him the money. Like, there's no way he's going to turn that money down. And I, I'm happy because we can put it, put it to rest now. Like, him being, you know, from Millville, and, oh, he built a house there, so he must want to play here. Like, that's stupid. That's stupid. Stop. He's building a house in Millville because he's from Millville. Yes, him being from Millville, yes, it means that he probably likes the Philadelphia Eagles. He knows who the teams are here. That doesn't mean he wants to play here. There's plenty of people that, that all over the country, there's people that are from all over the country, they work in a place that they're not from. They go there to work. How would Mike Trout look leaving sunny LA, although it is the second team in LA, leaving sunny LA to come play here? And and, and I I mean, this is no disrespect to my city. I love Philly. You know, I love it. I, I, I love home. I love, I love it. I love it. But it's just, I just want people to think rationally. Like, why would he leave that organization to play here where he can get the most money there it just it didn't make sense to me even a little bit and you know I look does that mean I didn't want him here no it doesn't mean I didn't want him here it just means I didn't think he was going to come here we got our guy we should be happy that we got our guy. Like, I think we should just, that's what I mean about having nice things. Like, uh, like sometimes, you know, the, the vocal minority, they talk for all of us and they talk so loudly where it's like, it makes us, makes me feel like, yo, we don't even appreciate things that we have. Like we got our guy. We got Bryce Harper. We fought so long to get him. We got him. Biggest free agency signing in the history of Philadelphia sports. We got him. And people want to downplay it because they want Mike Trout. Like, I get it. Mike Trout is, listen, he is MLB right now. He is the face of the league. Like, he's the face. People are just being ridiculous, though. Like, they just... They don't think rationally, and it makes me mad because I know that the Philadelphia fan is smarter than this. But it doesn't seem like it when the vocal minority speaks up because they think so irrationally. They just go off of emotion and feeling. They don't. They don't 
think about these things. So, shout out to Mark Trout. Shout out to the Phillies. Shout out to Bryce Harper. Whatever. Listen, I'm I'm glad. Uh, I love our chances. I love the, the Phillies' chances. Make some serious stones. But we'll see when they come back home. Right? I'm not really paying attention to spring training too much. I mean, I'm glad they hit those two home runs today. They won their spring training game today. They do need some pitching. Because uh, Velasquez sucks. He pitched today, I think. He's terrible. And, um... Arietta could be inconsistent. You know, Nola, I look for him to be, you know, return back to, you know, ace form. Probably not Cy Young form, but, you know, I look for him to be our ace this year. But he'll have some support as far as runs, so I think he'll be better. Um, and we, just, we probably just need another guy. We just need another starter, you know. But Velasquez can't be the guy because he stinks. Um... So, yeah, um, it's pretty much all I have on the Phillies, though. I mean, like I said, we'll see how things open up once they uh, open up the season next week. As far as the Flyers are concerned, Flyers actually did win against the Blackhawks tonight 3-1. Um, last time I checked, they were five five points out of a playoff spot. They don't have too many games to go, so they're not going to make the playoffs. You know, they, they have shown some grit. And they have pushed, clawed, fought, scratched, all of that. Um, but just, it's just—it's too little, too late. You know, it, it's not even a—it's not even an indictment on them. It's just a matter of time. Like they can't—they can't—they're um, not gonna make the playoffs. That's all it is. I, you know, no disrespect. Is—I love the Flyers. They're just not gonna make it because it's just not enough time. You know, so, so, um, Carter Hart is back in the lineup though, which is, which is cool. Love the kid. Um, I just appreciate the Flyers cause they've shown some grit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they had hack, you know, earlier this year, it looked like a completely different team from when they had hack and when Hexall was here, they look like a completely different team. Completely different. Um. So, like I said, I just think um, it's too little, too late for the Flyers, though. Unfortunately, you know, as much as you know, we want to see them, you know, good to the playoffs. It's just too little, too late. That's all. They can't help that. I'm just getting the actual exact standings for you right now. Uh, they are, yeah, five points out of uh, the second wild card spot. Um, the Canadians have that spot. So, um, that's it. Put up, this guy's put up a valiant effort, man. I, I just, I, I am, I am. I'm not gonna say I'm satisfied. I respect them a lot more than I did at the beginning of the year. Listen, think about it. Listen to my podcast from earlier this year. Earlier, well, like, you know, six, seven, you know, whatever. Listen to them, like, from the beginning of the season. I wasn't even talking about the Flyers. They suck so bad. But this team has really, really pulled it together. I know they made some trades. 
you know, unfortunately, Simmer is gone. G has been playing well, though. Like I said, you know, uh, Konechny has been playing well. JVR. Um, who's my, I think Konechny is my guy. Yeah, 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 they've been playing well, man. They've been playing well. So, um, much kudos to them. I mean, think about it. Even if they would have made it to the playoffs, they probably would have got smoked by Tampa Bay anyway. Tampa Bay is, they're something serious. So, <laughs> I'm just being honest. Like, they are, Tampa Bay is serious. So, they probably would have got smoked. But, um, Flyers, you know, it is what it is, man. No. Hopefully, we can be better. I don't know. I don't know if they're still going to go out to Quinville over on, on the offseason. You know, I, I know, I know that the Flyer, the Flyers faithful want, a big name coach here. They want a Q here. Um, at this point, I'm like, give give them what they want, man. Get the fans what they want. Like these fans have been faithful. They they always are at Flyers games. I mean, regardless of how bad the team is, they're still there. They know the team not gonna make the playoffs. Still coming to games, you know. Excuse me. It's been a serious drought since we had our last Stanley Cup, since we had our last, last serious playoff run. Give the fans what they want. They're the ones actually buying tickets. Give them what they want, man. So that's my take on that. Um, that's all I got in the flyers. So March Madness, March Madness. So, like I said earlier, um, or at the, or at the beginning of the pod, um, two teams from Philly made it: Villanova and Temple. You know Villanova's going to make it. They won the Big East. They won. Listen. They won the third straight Big East title. Regular season and the tournament. Jay Wright has nothing else to prove in college. He has nothing else to prove. That dude is a heck of a coach. And even when they play bad, like, Jay Wright, he is just a good coach. He has a a tool to pull it all together. Like, he knows what he's doing to pull it all together. To make certain things work. I respect that guy so much. They won their game today, by the way. They played um, St. Saint, Saint Mary's. Uh, they they did win their game. So um, they are advancing the second round. Temple lost their play uh, their play-in game. They played uh, Belmont. Belmont actually could play, man. I actually had them picked uh, to win their first opening round game, but they lost today. Um... They lost their playing game. So that's the end of the Fran Dunphy era uh, at Temple. It is what it is, man. You know, Fran had a good run. You know, it's time for something new, though. Oh, yeah. How could I forget? Oh, my God. After 24 years coaching the St. Joe's Hawks, Phil Martelli got fired. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm not, like, heartbroken or anything. It's just that it's kind of crazy to see, like, Phil Martelli not be there anymore. Like, I can remember him being the coach, you know, during the J- Jameer. N- Listen, <laughs> Jameer Nelson's not even in the, I don't even know if he's in the league anymore as far as in the NBA. Delonte West definitely isn't, but he was their coach. Like, he he put them on, like, and they were on the main stage, you know, they were all on the main stage that one year and they made that run. It's just kind of crazy. Like, wow. Like, I remember seeing him when I was a young boy, like, you know, being the coach of the Hawks. And, uh, yeah, man, he's gone. So, 
heard uh someone you know uh make a I, I don't even want to I can shout him out I guess um, he had a show whatever uh, Aton Shander I listened to the podcast of his show um podcast of his show um on SB Nation Radio um he was saying how like St. Joe should probably make a run at like Rick Pitino and I was like yo that's actually not a bad idea like I know Rick Pitino got all the scandal with him um I don't think Rick Pitino would come here because of you know the resources or whatever but man that would be kind of cool like to get a big name like that they're not gonna get a big name though they don't, they're not gonna get it. they just wanna they, they don't wanna put all that they don't have they're not gonna do all that it's not so like excuse me it's just a shame because none of these teams you know of the big five it's a shame because my, my school's not even in the big five my school's in the city six Drexel they're not even in the big five but none of these like these schools have all been coaching changes and Jay Wright's been the only constant just crazy to me crazy that uh Jerry's been able to, to not, you know, well, he's been able to outlast everybody, but he's just a really good coach. You know, besides all that, he's a good coach. So, um, kudos to Jay Wright, kudos to the Villanova Wildcats. Um, I hope the I hope that the St. Joe's Hawks find somebody really uh, worthy to coach that team. I really do. Um Temple, I hope that the Aaron McKeara, I hope it does us proud. And um I got um I got faith in blue though. I got faith in blue, I really do. So um no really uh crazy things that happened to us in March Madness say oh Murray State won. Um and they actually they you know they were the twelfth seed, so they won the twelve five matchup. Blew out the team that they played. I can't remember the team that they played. But um John Morant is really something special. John Morant is really special. So um he, they're gonna they're gonna go on a run, and I actually I had them pick to win that game, um, because I knew Murray State was you know good because of John Morant. So, um, they're gonna they're gonna go on a run, they're gonna go on a run this uh, tournament. They're probably gonna get to like the Elite Eight, it's definitely Sweet Sixteen. I think I think definitely Sweet Sixteen. They went out this weekend, um, and that what Duke plays tomorrow, so. You'll see Duke tomorrow and, you know, North Carolina, all of them. Michigan, they kind of beat up on the team they played today. Sparty won today as well. So, um, you know, you know, the tournament has a way of balancing itself out. Although, like, they're upset at the beginning, the tournament balances itself out eventually, and the, the chalk teams win. So, that's what I like about the tournament, though. Like, because it's like, someone predicted what first, and then eventually it hits you like, yo, chalk teams got to win, like, the Dukes are going to win. The North Carolinas are going to win. Sparty is going to win. You know, Michigan's going to win. Um, I'm curious about... I actually had Syracuse winning today, and they lost, which upset me. I thought they were going to go run, but they didn't. Um, curious about uh, Virginia. Well, well, I shouldn't even be curious about them, but I'm curious about Virginia. I don't know. We'll see. We will see. We will see. Um, that's what I have on the March Madness front, though. 
like I said, um, today was the first game of the tournament. So, first games of the tournament, I should say, um, of the actual 68-team bracket. So, uh, I got a lot to look forward to, I guess, tomorrow. I mean, I'm looking at tournament games. Well, how does that work, actually? But um, be looking forward to some tomorrow. And... Yeah, tomorrow should be exciting. This weekend should be exciting. I love to... T- uh, listen, next year I'm taking off... I'm taking off uh, during March, man. I'm taking off that first, second day. One of those days I got to take off and I just got to record and just got to be in a, a sports bar and just do it. Um, because... Um, it's just... It's like a... I got to be around... I, I want to be in a... Like, I want to be in, like, Miller's or... Uh, it's probably Miller's because Miller's got the, like the most TVs. But I want to be there, like surrounded by all the TVs and just like all action around me. I just need that. I need that. I remember, uh, like one of the March Madnesses. I had it on like two different TVs in two different rooms. And I had it on my iPad at the same time. Like I'm streaming three games at one time because I was just so immersed in it. And I might, I might be overboard. I just might be overboard with it. I am. I fill out five, six different brackets and, you know, none of them are ever right, but whatever. So, it's a, it'll be a good weekend. It'll be an exciting weekend. Um, and we'll see what happens um, tomorrow and the rest of the weekend. We'll see what happens. Swiss's team should be set by Sunday night, so we'll see if Nova makes it. I got um, I got Nova going to six, Sweet 16, actually. I have them winning out this weekend, so um, we will see that. We will see if that happens. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Always an exciting time of year, though, because you got March Madness now. You got um, NBA playoffs coming up soon. Got opening day for MLB and um, NFL draft. So, and they all happen in a matter of about six weeks of each other. But they all happen, you know, in a six week span, they all happen. So, it should be very, very exciting time uh, coming going forward. I'm excited for this entire sports weekend. Um, I'm excited for all the sports. I really am. So, I uh, want to know what you guys have on your practice as well. If you have if you guys have any upsets, if guys have made any, um, you know, picks that actually made it, um, let me know. Let me know. You can uh, tweet me or uh, hit me up on Facebook, I, uh, Instagram, or whatever. Um, if you post it on Instagram, uh, let me know. Like, tag me in it. Just so I can look at it and see. Like, tag me in the comments or whatever. I'll take a look at it, you know, I'll comment back or whatever. So let me know. I wanna I wanna hear you guys feedback. All right. Appreciate it. Um I'm gonna just wrap up the segment in my last segment. Uh excuse me, wrap up the segment. Wrap up the podcast in my next segment. <laughs> just give a few shout-outs and uh we'll wrap up the pod, okay? So take a short break. I'll be right back. This is Don Lewis here with the Philly Sports 444 Podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Philly Sports 444 Podcast. I'm just about to wrap up the pod. I just want to give a few shout-outs before I wrap up. Um, my first shout-out will be to... Let me see here. Got a list now. Shout-out to Reserve Rogue Clothing. Um, I saw it posted on Facebook a few days ago. I think the person is who makes the clothing is from the area, um, from my like hometown area, uh, Narstown. Um, either from there or, you know, is affiliated with people from there. So I just want to give a shout out to, um, um, 
the clothing line. I did see it on Facebook, and I just wanted. I thought the, the clothing was dope. Like the sweatsuit on it was dope. So, um, you know, I like the page. I just wanted to give them a shout out because I think, like I like I said, I'm always for shouting out someone who was doing something positive. I that's that's just me. I don't I don't even want no money from it or anything like that. I just want um, man. I'm sorry. Sidebar. Villanova got to play Purdue. Purdue just won a game pretty handily. So um, it's going to be talking, but I just want to shout out people, you know, doing positive things, um, you know, and I don't want any money from it. I really don't. Um, I just want people to um, win. That's all I want, to be honest with you. So shout out to Reserve Row, shout out to the Butler Catering. Um, I just saw, uh, I just saw a couple of things where, uh, the Butler Catering Company, um, shout out to my man Keenan Butler, but they're actually going to people's homes and doing things like putting on meals and stuff like that. So I just thought it was pretty cool. I just wanted to shout them out. I think I shot them out before. I wouldn't shout them out again, though. Um, very, very positive things. Um, keep listening to my man Clint Coley's podcast, Advice from an F-Boy. Uh, that's my boy. Um, he's He got way more subscribers than I do. Um, but, yeah, his podcast is pretty funny. So listen to that. Listen to my man Earn, his podcast, Sports Whiskey and Earn. Um, it is also an Anchor podcast, so shout out to Anchor uh, for giving us this platform to uh, record our podcast. Um, he is available on iTunes as well, and I do listen to him faithfully, so um, subscribe to my man Earn, his podcast. Um, who else? Who else has a podcast I want to shout out or a business? Um my man, my, my cousin Dante. I don't know if I ever shouted out Dante in his podcast. Um, I gotta find the name of it though. But um that's listen, Dante, my man, my cousin Dante, yo, he is hilarious, man. So I just wanted to I just wanted to shout him out. He's doing this comedy thing as well. He is an upcoming comedian. Um, he got the crew love pod, that's it, the crew love podcast. Um shout him out, he's he's hilarious, man. Hilarious. So if you haven't listened to the Crew Love Pod, if you haven't listened to him, you know, do his thing like on the stage, man. Check him out. He's pretty funny, man. Um, I like I watch him like the videos and stuff. He's he's good, man. Shout out to my man Percy Jones, just because he's always um he's always supporting. He is just like me. We just support people, man. We just, you know, spread love. That's all we do. So shout out to my man Percy Jones just because he's always looking out for the you know community, always looking out for someone trying to um you know, better themselves or you know, business out there, whatever, whatever. He's all about support. So appreciate him. I just wanted to shout him out real quick. And um, I can't think of anyone else I need to shout out right now. Um, I apologize if I missed anybody, but if I missed you, it's because you probably didn't tweet me about it or you probably didn't Facebook me or whatever. So you got to You got to hit me up in order for me to shout you out. And, you know, it, listen, don't be too proud to ask. I don't care. I'll do it for you. I don't want no money out of it. Nothing. I just want you to win. So if I can reach people um, with my voice and, and help you win, I will do so. I will do so. So um, thank you. Um, another shot. Uh, another thing. Uh, just a little disclaimer. Um, I'll just put this. I'll shamelessly plug um, my church. Shout out to Faith Tabernacle House of Prayer. Um, I know we we're trying to get some repairs done at our church. And um, we got a kind of a GoFundMe up right now. Um, so if you can support 
Um, if you can, you know, donate, you know, if you want to donate to our, um, I don't want to say our building, that's not what it is. Um, it's kind of like a revitalization a little bit, um, and not trying to just beg from, not trying to pander or beg anybody for any money, but you know, if people want to support, you know, I, we would appreciate it. It's a faith tabernacle house of prayer. If you hit me up, like, you know, uh, through Twitter or Facebook, or, um, if you send me an email, I'll get you the exact like cash app or the GoFundMe information and i'll i'll shoot it over to you so let me know if you want that but i i couldn't i couldn't leave this podcast out you know uh plug in my house of worship and uh you know i know we're trying to get things done i we we all give money to the church but you know sometimes you know our, our, our building is a very old building so um and it's in the middle of a um a area that's being um gentrified so um just trying to do our best to stay in, to stay where we are, you know, stay, like stay in our building and all that stuff. So, um, so if you want to help me, appreciate it, appreciate it. If you want to help us, um, and if you don't, hey, that's cool too. We'll still pray for you because we still love you. Um, that's all I really got with my podcast though. Um, I'm just glad I was able to finally record an episode, man. I, it's been a minute. It's been a while. Um, like I said, I haven't recorded since, March the 1st. It is March 21st, so it's been a whole 20 days. I haven't gone three weeks without recording. I've been recording a pod, like, almost every week for, like, the last three or four months. I haven't gone, like, you know, that long without recording in a very long time. So, um, thank you for being patient with me, and thank you guys for supporting me. I appreciate you guys, and, um, I, I want to hear some, I want to get some feedback from you guys. Like I said, I shout you out if you, if you give me feedback, like, Shout out my guy Joe. Um, so um, yeah, if you if you guys have any feedback or have want to you know contribute to the pod in any way, as far as like you know a voice, please do. I I don't shy away from that. You know I, I appreciate that and I want people to to feel that way. So that's all I got with my pod. Um, oh, shout out to my cousin Byron, man. He uh, my cousin Doug, man. He. Uh, he talked about Dave Gettleman. We've had a discussion about it earlier this week, and I'm, I want to actually have a discussion with him face-to-face about it. But he has some interesting takes on Dave Gettleman, and I think that he was telling the truth. So um, hopefully I can actually get a mic, you know, in front of his face, and we can just record it and just talk about it, you know. But it's not just on Gettleman. It's not, like, not that he's anybody special, but just to kind of – thought process on what someone like that, a GM like that thinks. I just thought it was interesting what he said. And um, I think it was worthy to be recorded. So hopefully, you know, um, I get a mic in front of me. Shout out to my little cousin, Poncho's son. Um, just won a championship for his league in Plymouth meeting. Um, so I just want to shout them both out. I love those guys. Um, and I think that's it. Like I said, I keep rambling. But I just want to, you know, try to spread as much love as I can on this thing. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um, hopefully you guys will um, not kill me because I talked too long on this pod. But like I said, I had a lot to say. It's been three weeks. So forgive me for, for dragging on a little bit too long. But, hey, I love you guys, and I'm, I'm glad to be back. So until next time, the Philly Sports 444 Podcast, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, um, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Follow us on Facebook. Uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well. Follow us. Um, until next time, peace.